We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers, yeah, you know you love it We get it, yeah, we going in Yeah, we be focused like this is the bottom of night, baby You know we ready to win Sports and pop culture, we cover those things that we supposed to We knocking it out of the park All bases covered, no end in the topic They say to the culture, we sending the spark We cover all Welcome to the All Bases Covered podcast. Uh, we are here on a Friday. Well, we just had Josh. Uh, Josh might be having technical difficulties. He's dropped. Waiting on our producer, Joe, uh, to show up. I don't know what's happening with Sam. It's a mess here. This is a uh, uh, just a disaster on the, uh, you know, much like the Hindenburg. Uh, but uh, we'll keep it going right now. We have a lot to cover. It's super wild card weekend. Uh, a lot of good games, uh, a lot of good matchups um, this weekend. We have a brand-new bracket, our quarterback bust bracket. Uh, so we'll see how that goes um, as we kind of wait and see where everybody is. Not sure what's happening. Uh, I saw Josh had just dialed in. Uh, so let's uh, – Let's give everybody a moment here to uh, join the show. Uh, let's see here. Uh, like I was telling you, saying earlier, Wild Card Weekend is upon us. Uh, tomorrow, there's two games, Seattle at San Francisco, L.A. at Jacksonville. I think that L.A.-Jacksonville game is extremely interesting. Um, on On paper, San Francisco should really handle Seattle, but Pete Carroll's been there, done this before. Uh, San Francisco does have Brock Purdy uh, in at quarterback. He's although he's played well, the playoffs are a completely different animal. Usually, guys who are seventh round picks, last pick in the draft, they don't tend to show out in the playoffs. There's Josh. Must have been having some issues on his phone. So. We got Josh in the house. What's going on, buddy? What's up? No, I, 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 I had I one of my employees call in exactly the same time, and I hit merge instead of swap. Yeah. Or merge instead of uh-huh. uh, taking that call. Yeah. So he got a bit of the, uh, the beginning of the podcast, and he's like, what, are you at the club or uh-huh. something? I'm like, damn straight I am. <laughs> well, you know. Sam's not feeling good, apparently. Um, I thought he was going to still call in, but uh, what a baby back bitch. Now Joe's here. Joe's here. Uh, so we got we got the terrible trifecta. Uh, I put together, guys, a quarterback bust bracket. So I'm going to unveil that in a little bit, um, and kind of go into how I did the rank, how I did the seedings and, you know, what went into that. But we're it's super wild card weekend. Um, obviously, since the three of us are from Cincinnati, let's start with the Cincinnati-Baltimore game. 
Lamar Jackson's been ruled out. His knee is in no – apparently his knee is still swollen. It's, it's a little bit worse than I initially thought. So he will not be playing. It's not looking great for Tyler Huntley either, uh, but he might try to give it a go. He he was limited in practice. Um, the Bengals um, are so not it, lo- it looks like he was throwing in the final practice, so it, it looks like he's probably going to be suiting up. Okay. Okay. E- either but way, Huntley, they don't score enough points with Brown or Huntley at quarterback. Since Lamar Jackson's gone out, they only average 13 points a game. And with how good their defense is, I still think as long as the Bengals can Hello? With their hair on fire and play with some attitude and kind of go out to try to just put away the Ravens fast and early. I don't know if it's going to happen. The Ravens do have a very good defense. But I, I do I still like the Bengals in this game. Um and then, you know, after we get past Buffalo we can or after we get past Baltimore we can turn our attention to the winner of the Buffalo Miami game, which mm-hmm. with Miami playing Skylar Thompson, it's a pretty much a foregone conclusion that Buffalo's winning that game. So. Yeah, I, I would um, say the Bengals should the Bengals should win easily against Baltimore. I don't think the Bengals really played their playbook the last game. I think they were withholding a lot of information because they already figured they were going to play him again. So um, I see them coming out and and putting some points up early against Baltimore, causing a few turnovers, and playing a lot cleaner than they did last week. So um, Buffalo's going to roll. So the only way Miami had a chance to win that game is if Tua was playing. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater doesn't doesn't score the Bills, and neither does Skylar Thompson. They just can't score enough points. They can't. Now, some Um, interesting news for the other AFC game, Josh. Mike Williams has a fracture in his back, and he's expected to miss two to three weeks. So, the Chargers don't have Mike Williams. They don't. They don't have a lot of great receivers. Keenan Allen's kind of older. He's still pretty good. But then after that, like Guyton and Josh Palmer and Gerald Everett and then obviously Austin Eckler, the Chargers are only one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road here against the Jags. I I don't know. The way the Jags have been playing, I, I kind of like the Jags in this game. I don't know how you guys feel about this one, but I'm – I'm kind of feeling the Jags in this game. Uh, so, I didn't realize this earlier that the Jags destroyed LA earlier this year. Like manhandled them pretty good, thirty-eight to ten uh, in week four. Yeah, they just absolutely destroyed them. So, I know, I know the Chargers. They're going to look for payback, and they got obviously they got a lot better towards the end of the year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think they have a – Jacksonville is looking pretty good to win that game now. If Mike Williams was suiting up, I would have picked the Chargers all day in that match. Now that he's not, I, yeah. I think that one is a, is a looking pretty good for the Jaguars. 
mean, I want to ask, you know, what I'm kind of curious about is we – I, I, I'm going to go back here and look. When they beat the Chargers 38-10 to 10 earlier in the season, that was in the third game of the season, right? Uh, the Chargers, yeah. The Chargers that game were missing Keenan Allen in that game. Mike Williams was yep. relatively shut out. He had one catch for 15 yards and a touchdown that game. If there's well, no Jordan, Mike Williams, uh, Palmer was the leading receiver in that game. Too. He was. So they six shut down. Yep, and Austin Eckler only only ran for five yards. Uh, granted, he had eight catches for 48 yards, but he had four carries for five yards. If the Jags can implement a similar game plan here, they got to – and that game was in L.A. They have to – L.A.'s got to go to, to Jacksonville for this one. So this is – I, I don't know, man. I, and I, I think Staley, the Chargers head coach, his seat's going to be hot if they get bounced in the first round by the Jags. Oh, absolutely. I, I think his seat's been warm. Oh, now, now that team all of a sudden becomes very scary if Sean Payton goes to L.A. and takes over. Yeah, and, and what I'm hearing more and more is uh, – that it kind of looks like Jim Harbaugh might be going to uh, Denver. Oh, really? Okay, that's interesting. I was thinking maybe the Colts, but I guess, I I guess mean, that's still that's a possibility. Kind of yeah. So let's look at the NFC. Seattle and San Francisco is another game where the point spread's fairly high. I believe San Francisco's favored by nine at home on that one. You got New York and Minnesota. And you got Dallas and Tampa Bay. Um, I San Francisco, you know, I it's the playoffs, and they're starting Brock Purdy, and he's a seventh round, not 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 just a seventh round pick, the last pick of the seventh seventh round. He's played very good, thirteen touchdowns, three interceptions since coming in as starter. But the playoffs are a different monster. Pete Carroll's been in the playoffs multiple times before. Do you give Seattle any chance of upsetting San Francisco at home? No. I think San Francisco's playing too well. And they're they're still one of the top teams to, to win that whole uh, – to make it to the Super Bowl. Who's Even the biggest with threat Brock to Purdy. Who's What's the biggest that? threat to San Francisco? Uh, who's the biggest threat to San Francisco then, in your mind, Philadelphia, or is there another team? Uh, I mean, the logical choice is Philadelphia because of that that running game um, that they have, yeah. and they they play really really good defense, and they can get after the quarterback. But you can run against Philadelphia. That's where they they struggle, and San Francisco has. Christian McCaffrey now. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, I really don't. I don't I don't see any team in the NFC. I mean I, I would say Dallas, but I mean it depends on what I'll Dallas. Dallas you if you could, yeah, I mean Dallas it, it, it all depends on what Dak Prescott you get. If you get the one that can is gonna throw three hundred yards and, and dice you apart, then it's good, but if you got the turnover, Dak two, three, 
picks, they're not going to win. Um, Tampa Bay, no. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think Dallas, I, th- there's one team that I think. The Giants in Minnesota? I, I don't fear Minnesota. I don't feel the Giants. So Philadelphia is logically the only choice that can that can beat uh, the 49ers in that division, I think. I see, the reason I disagree, and the reason I disagree about about Minnesota is you're right. Minnesota's defense is not the best, and we've seen them get blown out by the Cowboys, and we saw them get blown out by the Colts before the Colts choked it away. But and they just got blown out Minnesota, by the Packers two weeks ago. Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota matches up nicely with San Francisco. And the reason I say that is they can throw the ball. They don't run they they can run the ball too, but they can throw the ball. And they can and that's if you look at San Francisco's defense, that is where you can get to them at as they have the number one rush defense in in all of the in all of football. So if you're looking there and saying, okay, well what teams Philadelphia, yeah, they can beat this Rowan, but their bread and butter is the run game. Um, obviously, Dallas. I mean, does Minnesota even get past the Giants? Yeah, I mean, you're right. They have to get past the Giants, and that's that's a tall order. The Giants are good, but Minnesota did beat the Giants two weeks ago. They beat Buffalo. Um, they beat Miami. They beat. Uh, you know, they beat Green Bay earlier this year. Uh, they split that series with Green Bay. So, but you, you look I at one, 11 of their true. 11 of their 13 wins has been one score games, right? You can it's literally flip a coin on a lot of their games that they won. Flip yeah. The three losses have been blowout losses. No, no. I mean, Detroit three, beat them 34 23. But, but yeah. yeah. Philadelphia beat them twenty four to seven. They lost forty to three, and then they lost forty one seventeen. So yeah, when they play bad, it's really bad. But correct playoffs. The playoffs are about matchups, Josh. And Minnesota, I think, matches up the best against San Francisco more than any team in the NFC. Now, we all you know, if Minnesota has to go play Dallas. They might not even make it to the NFC Championship game. You know, just like in the AFC, for me, I'm looking here, and the Ravens still scare me because their defense is really good, uh, even though I don't think their offense can put up enough points. Uh, The other team uh, that you mentioned scared you in the AFC for the Bengals was the Chargers because they got a really good defense and their offense can score points. And and they're the only other team that can really compete with uh, Kansas City, too. Yeah. So you look at matchups, right? But if the Bengals get past Baltimore, then they go beat Buffalo, and then you know, it, it, you know, then maybe they play Kansas City, or maybe it's the Chargers or the Jaguars. I don't know. But you know, you you, I think you, I think most Bengals fans, if they play in the AFC title game again against the Chiefs at Arrowhead, would have a smidge of confidence in that game knowing that we went there last year and beat them and that we beat them at home earlier this year in Cincinnati. So 
it's all about matchups. I don't think the Chiefs match up well against the Bengals at all. I think the Chiefs match up better against a team like the Dolphins or a team like the Chargers. I think they match up okay against them. I don't think the Chiefs match up necessarily very well against a team like the Bengals. But like I said, it, it's all about matchups. It's gonna. But you're right. There's a there's a high percentage chance that the Vikings don't even make it out of wild card round and lose to the Giants. Same with Dallas, though. I think Dallas has a high probability of possibly losing to Tampa in the first round because it's Tom Brady and it's the playoffs. And Dallas has not looked very good lately. But neither are the Bucks all year. So that, that's the yeah, one thing. I think that's true. Tampa Bay hasn't looked good at all all year. They looked good, really good against the Bengals in the first half. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then they melted that. They looked all year. Yeah. yeah, I would agree. I would tend to agree. All right, so let's go to some quarterback talk here for the NFL. These three, the, these two quarterbacks aren't in the aren't in the playoffs. But um, let's start with Kyler Murray in Arizona. There's been a new report about Kyler Murray from a veteran on the team that said taking out was the worst thing that could have happened to to the for him because he's now very, um, I guess he feels less uh, compelled to study. And he's a big distraction. Um, and that he's just not that good of a teammate. There's no uh, – we saw Kingsbury uh, get fired. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens. But that – it seems to me that Kyler Murray, who's getting slammed by another teammate uh, and says that he's not, he's not meeting expectations – might not be the franchise quarterback that the Cardinals envisioned. And I I don't know how you feel about it, Josh. And, Joe, I I don't know if you guys believe that Kyler Murray, if this is maybe just a veteran who's maybe got sour grapes, I I don't know. But a lot of these reports have been coming out about Kyler Murray that he's being lazy, plays a lot of Call of Duty, he doesn't study, and then he signed a big contract extension. I mean, we had the same person. exact conversation uh, when the contract came out, when it came out yeah. that part of the thing, he had to study. And and that was the discussion. Why was that added? Was it, was it the coaches that wanted it? Was it the owners? Or did some, some of the players come up and say something? I think a lot yeah. of it had to do with the players. I think the players seen it. And they noticed it. They're studying. And they see their quarterback not studying, so they say something, and you have multiple people say it, then that's why the coaches are like, hey, we need to add this clause in his contract that he needs to study. And he just not. I mean, he, he's a lazy quarterback. We're, we're seeing that. That's why players are coming out now. That could be a reason, why, a big reason why J.J. Watt is retiring because he doesn't want to yeah. play for Arizona anymore. He's like, fuck it. Either either trade me or actually, you know what? No, I'm good. I've I've made a lot. I'm done putting my body on the line. I'm just gonna go ahead and retire. So Yeah. I mean, fuck. Just imagine if JJ Watt got traded to fucking Pittsburgh and then we then Burrow had to face PJ and JJ. I've been fucked up. <laughs> but thank God that kid's retiring. 
Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I mean, I, I think I don't think Kyler Murray is a very good quarterback. Yes, he he's a a playmaker and, and he can make plays, and he starts off hot, but then the last eight weeks of the season, he just he sucks. People got used to him. Same yeah. thing with Lamar Jackson. You start if you can start putting your defense in positions to stop them, you can stop Baltimore's offense from scoring 30, yeah. 40 points. He hasn't run for uh, a and, thousand yards. And I yards. think teams are doing that. Yeah, uh, Lamar Jackson has failed to reach a thousand yards rushing after doing it in back to back years. He's failed to do it the last two years now. Uh, well, that's so, two, two out of two years too. Too. That is a good point. That, that's fair. Um, and, and both I, them, and it wasn't both of them leg injuries. Yeah, they were. So, so he's got to prove something. Um, both guys, but Kyler Murray, I personally think he's just too small, and he doesn't have the work ethic to be a quarterback. I, I would say this: at least Lamar Jackson is putting in the work. You, Kyler Murray has way more weapons than Lamar Jackson does. Oh, absolutely. You give you give Lamar Jackson DeAndre Hopkins and and Zach Ertz. Well, I guess he's got Mark Andrews, which is which is better than Zach Ertz. But then you know the Ravens traded away his best receiver, Marquise Brown. You know, and and he's never had a DeAndre Hopkins to really work with the way Kyler Murray has and. You know, the Ravens are built on the run, but they haven't given him any receivers at all. And that's that's the big thing, uh, real quick. I know we already discussed it, but going into the Bengals game, it doesn't matter who's their quarterback. DuVernay's done. Rashad Bateman's done. So you're asking your quarterback to say, okay, if the Bengals load up to, start, to stop the run and say we're not going to let the Ravens beat us with Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins, then you're going to say, okay, yeah, I'm very comfortable with making James Proche beat me outside. I'm very comfortable with the Ravens' fourth-string receiver trying to be the guy that beats me. And, and you at that take point, away... you can literally double-team Mark Andrews. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm very comfortable with Sammy Watkins and James Prost being the guys that have yeah. to try to beat if you're asking, If you're asking me who I would want between Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson as a franchise quarterback all day, every day, 10 out of 10 Lamar times, Jackson. Lamar Jackson. No question yeah. about it. That, that yep. dude, I, I know he's a Raven, but just watching that kid play, play. – he yeah. smiles. He has a good time playing. And and he he's fun and exciting to watch. Kyler Murray and, and I And the Ravens Ravens in pain. I just never got that feeling out of Kyler Murray. Feel that way. Um and that and that's a quarter Deshaun Watson was the same way as, as Lamar Jackson. I loved watching them him play, but now he's a douchebag and I hate him. Who? Deshaun he's Watson. A Oh, Deshaun Watson, yeah. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, another quarterback that might be looking for a job, and I, I think this team would be stupid if, if they do, 
is I mean, there's rumors that the Bears might take Bryce Young number one overall and trade Justin Fields. I think this would be an enormously stupid decision. I think Fields has all the talent. Uh, he, he still has to work better at throwing the ball a little bit, um, but he, he can do it. He's got the arm and the accuracy. He doesn't have a lot to work with in Chicago as far as weapons goes. Um, That's because but, he doesn't have a line. Give the man a line, and then he can throw the fucking ball. Yeah, give him an offensive line, but give him some weapons, dude. Chase Claypool couldn't fucking cut it in Pittsburgh, where they breed wide receivers. I mean, and he got passed up. Yeah, he did. I mean, there's George Pickens. Yeah, there's a reason why they were okay. Like, see ya. Yeah, exactly. He's got all the natural talent in the world, but after his rookie year, he hasn't done shit. Because he doesn't nope. work hard. Chase Claypool's another one of those guys that just doesn't work hard. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't study. He's not he's he doesn't block, he quits on routes and you see it in the film. And he's not like he's not like other receivers. Like, you know, and, and Darnell Mooney's a nice receiver in Chicago. He's a nice receiver. If Darnell Mooney was your second or third best receiver you'd probably be fairly happy but he's not a he's not a number one guy he's not a number one guy then they brought in neither neither chase claypool no neither chase claypool and then they brought in byron pringle to 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 maybe be a weapon byron pringle was like the fifth best receiver in kansas city and yeah exactly he's definitely anyway cole Komet right now is justin fields best weapon Besides maybe Khalil Herbert, but uh, the running backs are useless in Chicago almost because Fields is going to be the one running the football, and you saw it the last seven weeks of the season. Is Fields was running for eighty to a hundred yards, and the running backs were getting like forty yards rushing. So I, you know, I'm sure the Bears don't want Fields running the ball, but going after. Going after Young, when you could trade that number one pick and get such a bounty of stuff to help solidify your team around Justin Fields is just the much better route to go, man. No, like, I, I agree down, with you on that. I, somebody's yeah, going to want either ahead. Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. So right. They're going to want either one of them, and they're gonna, they can get a haul for it. Two first-round, three first-round picks. Do it. It'll set up your franchise. So, and and you know Minnesota's going to get worse. Uh, Green Bay probably going to get worse. So you're you are starting to see this. The Bears team could actually contend for that NFC North championship. It'll be between them and the Lions. The Lions are about a, a quarterback away. Um, yeah. Minnesota, Kirk well, Cousins' contract's up soon. Dalvin Cook's getting old. Green Bay gonna lo- probably lose Aaron Rodgers. Probably. So Chicago's window is coming up, and they need to act on it. Yeah, well, because the Lions are the biggest competition, along with the Vikings. I would say the Lions look like they're built for sustained success because <laughs> they got a lot of talent there in Detroit. They just got to shore up the young defense. talent. And it's yeah, very young talent. Now, you mentioned Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. 
Stroud hasn't declared yet, and he has until Monday to declare for the draft. There are very big rumors flying. There's two rumors flying. One is that Ohio State is putting together a massive NIL deal, uh, like along the lines of five, six, seven million dollars to keep Stroud at Ohio State, so he can try to beat Michigan and maybe lead the Buckeyes to a national championship. That's number one. Number two, Stroud's camp doesn't want to go to Houston, and Houston has number two pick. And if the Bears trade down from number one and it goes to the Colts or the Raiders or the Panthers, the odds are that they're taking Bryce Young, which means the Texans would likely take Stroud at number two. Stroud and his camp would rather go back to school and let the Texans select another quarterback and see what happens and then maybe come out next year, even though – the competition next year will be even higher as Caleb Williams and Drake May will be coming out in the quarterback class. But no, I don't think Drake I have it on What's that? Is it Drake May's only a freshman? No, he's uh, he's a red shirt, no, he's a red shirt fresh he's a red shirt freshman, which means he just plays next year oh, okay. going to be three years in college. Yeah, and you got uh, so, Quinn Ewers will be his third year, too. What's that? Ewers will be his third year, too. Yeah, yeah. So but, I mean, the only one, year. really, to, to battle for the number one seat would be Caleb Williams. Well, I think that's his only competition if he comes back. If Drake May has a massive game against... If Drake May has a massive game against, uh, what should we call it, um, you know, massive season next year, and he's up to the Heisman, I think Drake May could definitely be a top five pick next year. So, I wouldn't yeah, but it, you're, talking, you're talking C.J. Stroud is the number one right now, number one or number two. Coming next yeah. year, if he still goes back, he's still coming out as a number one or number two. Draft. You don't know that, though. You don't know that if he has a Unless bad season – or, or if he has a I, bad season. I don't think he's going to have a people, bad season. I, I know, but, you know, there was a lot of quarterbacks who, you know, if they had came out, were being touted as top five picks. They went back to school, and then they then they plummeted in the draft. Uh, Aaron like Rodgers Spencer, being Spencer one. Rattler, who's going back again? Yeah, Spencer <laughs> Rattler. But, no, guys who actually went back then got picked apart. So, I, I you know – Anything can happen, but yeah, I'm, I'm I am curious to see what happens for Stroud. It's from my, it's not just the NIL; it's the fact that he doesn't want to go to Houston. He does not want to go play for Houston, who has now fired two coaches in a row after giving them one year. Um, I think Houston's a shit show, so and, it'll be and very interesting. It's been two black coaches. On top of that, yeah. and he's a black, and they just had a black quarterback, and all do, the do they controversy surrounding that quarterback. Yeah, I probably yeah. won't want to go to Houston either. Yeah. All right, let me not unveil. Not culture down, down in Houston. No, definitely not. 100% agree. Um, let me unveil the quarterback bracket here. All right, so when making this bracket, okay, when making this bracket, 
here's a couple things that I took in consideration for how guys were seated. There's 32 quarterbacks on this list. A lot played into this. Not only was draft position, draft position played a, a role in this. Uh, early success played a role. Like, so some of these guys that are on this list, if they had a couple, like one or two, maybe three good years to start and then just kind of fell off the cliff, they they might be ranked a little bit lower in this list. Um, some some of the guys that are on here that are ranked a little bit lower, um, maybe they're they're only been in the league a few years and there could be a chance to turn it around. Uh, expectations for when they came in the league also played a factor. So without further ado, uh, I'll give you the top four seeds right now. Number one seed, Jamarcus Russell. Number two seed, Ryan Leaf. Number three seed is, uh, where did I, I, is Rick Meyer. And the number four seed, uh, so the leader of the other bracket, is Achilles Smith. Uh, the Bengals have quite a few quarterbacks on here, as do the Jets. Uh, so looking at the brackets here, we have Jake, Jamarcus Russell and Jake Locker. That's the one and the, six, the, the, the 32 seed. Johnny Manziel and David Carr, Dan McGuire and Rex Grossman, Todd Maranovich and Brady Quinn, and then on the other bracket, Achilles Smith and Zach Wilson, Tim Couch and EJ Manuel, Jerry Taggy and Jeff George, Art Sleester and Matt Leinart, and then on the other side, we got Ryan Leaf and Baker Mayfield, Joey Harrington against Vince Young, David Klingler versus Sam Darnold, Keith Schuler and Mark Sanchez, and then the other bracket on that side is Rick Meyer versus RG3, Jack Thompson, the throw-in Samoan, and J.P. Lossman, Cade McNown, Kyle Bowler, who's the 22nd seed, Andre Ware, the 6th seed, and Christian Ponder, the 27th seed. Did you have Rick Meyer twice? And, and, I thought I heard his name twice. No. No, Rick Meyer's at number three. He's only on there once. Okay. I thought I heard you say him twice. No. Okay. So any 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 objections to the quarterbacks that made this list? No, I was gonna be mad if you didn't put David Klinger on there. Uh he's no so he's on there. He's the number off got ninety 90- 90s years, way back. Yeah. He did. Well, he's the he's the number 10 seed, so he's going up against Sam Darnold. He's at 23 right now, but Klingler's the number 10 seed. I think the sleeper in this, who I think might be a little under-seeded, but could make a run, is, is Matt Leinart. I, Leinart being at 28, at the number 28 seed, I think is might be a little low for him. Then maybe he should have been higher on this list. But uh, I think he could upset Arch Schleister in the first round, uh, depending on how the vote goes. I don't think a lot of our listeners are going to know who Arch Schleister is. I don't know if you guys know who Arch Schleister is. Nope, I sure don't. So let me give you a little background. Arch, Arch, Arch Slick. Sorry, I'm mispronouncing his name. Arch Slichter. Um. Art Slichter was a three-time All-Big Ten performer. 
uh, went to Ohio State, okay? He was drafted in 1982 with the, in the first round with the fourth pick in the draft. And he is in jail for lots of massive gambling debts and addiction. And he has been in jail in and out in quite some time. And um, he's just never lived up to what he was supposed to be. Uh, he was finally released from prison in 2021. Sounds but like he's he, a winner. He had, what's that? Sounds like he's a winner. Yeah. Um, he was really supposed to be a great player. Um, his career statistics of the NFL are not great. Three touchdowns, 11 interceptions, quarterback rating of 42, and 1,000 passing yards. So, Schleister, because huh. of – or Slichter, uh, because of how highly he was taken and the expectations when he was taken by the Colts, lands him on the number two seed line with the number five seed overall. But, uh, yeah, um, I don't know if you're also familiar with the throw Samoan Jack Thompson. That's another Bengals quarterback. He was the quarterback right before Ken Anderson. Man, we got we got three quarterbacks on that list. That's pretty bad. Yeah, well, the Jets have – Darnold, Sanchez. Um, they have a few. Uh, I thought they had at least – maybe they only have two. No, and Zach Wilson. No, you put, you put Zach, Zach Wilson on there too. I did, yeah. So they got three. The Jets have three on here. Um, yeah. Um, Bears. Bears have a couple. Seahawks with Rick Meyer and – uh, surprisingly, the Lions only have one quarterback who made this list, which is Joey Harrington. So, but that's the yeah, quarterback. That's that's the quarterback list. Next Friday, we'll reveal who's moving on to the second round. So, should be interesting. All right, let's go to some college football, um, guys, uh, before we kind of wrap up football and, and try to go to a few other things. Um, well, there's so much football news to talk about actually that I, I don't I don't really know if we'll that'll probably take up the majority of the show um but the college football goes to 12 teams should they do it like the NFL where the higher seeded teams play at home because the SEC gets the benefit of the doubt here with all a lot of these neutral site games being played in the south if you look at all these games, the Sugar Bowl, the Peach Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the Orange Bowl, it's all played in southern states. And let, let me ask you, uh, you know, I know Georgia is a great football team. I, I know Alabama is a great football team. I know that they are. But if you ask Alabama to go to Columbus or Michigan – in January or December, same team as getting to play inside the Dome in the Peach Bowl or in the Sugar Bowl or getting to play down in Miami in the sun where it's 65, 70 degrees. Absolutely not. I mean, I, I think they would be at a disadvantage at that point. Uh, right. I mean, you look, you, look at, you look at the NFL this year. Buffalo goes down to Miami. It's 110 degrees yeah. down there. Buffalo's been right. 
70 at the time, 60s, 70s. They're practicing yeah. in that, and they go down to Miami. It's 110, and you could tell they were they were just out of it. So yeah. I, I think weather does have a big part in the football. Can they come up to Columbus or Michigan and win? Yes, they can. But is it going to be more difficult because of weather? Yeah, because that ball hits different in that receiver's hand when it's cold, you know? Or when that running back gets so. tackled on the hard ground. Yep, exactly. It's, it's, but the other thing is, too, you have wind to factor into it, too. If you go to Michigan, yep. Ann Arbor, in the middle of December, let's say it's 20 degrees outside with wind blowing at, like, 15, 20 miles per hour, you're not getting that same, uh, you know, Georgia and Alabama get to play a lot of these games down in, the, in Atlanta in the Sugar Bowl or, you know, or in the Peach Bowl or in New Orleans in the Sugar Bowl, and it's indoors. There's no elements. Yeah, they're not, they're not used to and playing outdoors in, in cold weather. Yes, it's, they're used to playing in hot weather, but cold weather is completely yeah. different than the heat. And I feel like – the SEC. I mean, it's also you look at you look at Ohio State going Northwestern this year. Exactly. What happened to Ohio State exactly. when they went to uh, Northwestern? It's blowing 30, right. 40 miles an hour, and everybody's like, "What's going on with Ohio State? They can't throw the ball because you can't throw an accurate ball when it's blowing 30, 40 miles an hour." Sorry. No, you, you just can't. can't. It's hard. It's hard. So I mean, I hell, think, Josh Allen know, had trouble in in, in uh, Chicago. Do it, do it like the NFL does. All the playoff games are at the higher-seeded team's home and make the championship game at a neutral site. That I'm fine with. That I'm fine with. But if you're saying, like, okay, let's say Georgia – or let's say Alabama gets in and they're the number three seed, fine. They'll get a game or two at home. But what happens if the, if the number two seed that year is Ohio State – or it's you know, um, or it's a Michigan, or or maybe it's a Notre Dame. Who knows? And you have to go to South Bend or Ann Arbor or Columbus in December. That's a lot different. You know, I, I think it would just make it fair because the SEC is over here winning all these national championships, uh, but yet they basically have home field advantage for every single fucking game. Yep. So, um, they, did, they did go to uh, L.A. for the national title, and they, and they whooped that ass against TCU, which I'm still mad about because they fucking lost the parlay by one fucking yard. Why did I think that game was somewhere else? Huh? Was that at that was at SoFi Stadium? Yeah, that was at SoFi. Oh, I don't know why I was thinking that that was. Well, I mean, you got to say the Ohio State-Georgia game was in Atlanta. So it pretty much was a home game for Georgia. Yeah. Which I thought at that point you you need to make it a neutral. You take Georgia and Ohio State out to the Fiesta Bowl and let uh, Michigan and TCU play in Atlanta. That way it's more of a neutral site. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But yeah, that peach that's exactly what I'm saying. Is the Peach Bowl is one of the hosts. Next year, 
Uh, it looks like the two games uh, will be uh, – well, next year, it looks like the national title games in Houston. Um, and I don't know – where the uh, semifinal games are going to be at, but um, or w- which bowl games uh, have the semifinals? But I guarantee you, one of them is a southern is a southern location, hundred percent. Probably. Um, I bet. It'll probably, it'll right probably be the Orange Bowl. It'll be the Orange Bowl, and it might be the Rose Bowl. No, Rose Bowl tied with the Sugar Bowl. Orange Bowl tied with I think the Cotton Bowl. Oh, okay, so and then so, the Cotton Bowl. Look at uh. 2023 bowl schedule. So, yeah, Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl are the semifinal games. So, yeah, another game played down in Louisiana. Which will probably feature an SEC team, which will more than likely be uh, basically a home game. Yeah, Georgia. It'll probably be Georgia and and, – Another one of those two. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but Kevin Warren, who was the Big Ten commissioner, has stepped down and has accepted a job in the Bears' front office. This is uh, significant on two fronts, Josh. This basically means that Big Ten expansion is dead. Kevin Warren was the one pushing for expansion. Many of the athletic directors in the Big Ten did not want expansion. They were okay with USC and UCLA joining, even though they weren't – it wasn't a super popular thing to do. They were okay with it. Kevin Warren wanted to expand further. That got all shut down by several of the athletic directors in the Big Ten Notably, uh, Gene Smith, Ohio State's athletic director, and there was uh, quite a few other power players, um, I believe, that had shot it down, including uh, Michigan's AD and Wisconsin's AD. So, uh, Big Ten expansion is dead. Um, who, I don't, I don't I, think I, it I don't, is. I think if the SEC makes a move, the Big Ten will make a move. Them, them are the two power conferences now. It, it, it's down to yeah. two. It's the Big Ten and the SEC. So if the SEC the SEC moved and then went and got Oklahoma and Texas. So logically right. the Big Ten was like, you know what, let's get another two big names that we can compete with Oklahoma and Texas and get a big market, and that was USC and UCLA. They wanted that Los Angeles market, and now they have it. So I think if the SEC moves and they, and they go get a Clemson, and another team, I think you're you're going to see the Big Ten talk about adding um, a Florida team Florida. in there, Florida State, um, and Miami, other and yeah, or and then they might go after Notre, they might make a hard press for Notre Dame. Yeah, it's it's all um, right now. It's all about the TV money. That's all it's all about. How can we generate more TV money? More TV money equals more money in each conference, Which and more and more schools. That's sad. Um, I don't. I don't know, but I am curious to see who pops in as Big Ten commissioner. There's there's been a few names thrown out there. I am curious to see Gene who Smith, takes that I heard over. Like one of the top ones. Yeah, I heard Gene Smith. I heard a couple other names thrown out there, so we'll see. It'll it'll be interesting uh, to say the least. Um, all right, 
before we get to the last topic, before, well, let's talk WWE. Then I have one more thing. If we have time, we only got about 10 minutes to go. So let's do some uh, WWE news. Obviously, we don't know anything yet about the Saudi deal. That was being heavily reported, but WWE has come out and said that's not a done deal, that that's not happening. My biggest thing is, is Vince going to wrestle creative control away from Triple H? So as of now, no. Uh, the board shot that down, and they told, no, okay. you're not getting creative control back. So okay. we only brought you back on to negotiate TV deals and negotiate the, the sale. So as of okay. now, Triple H is still in charge of creative. If that changes... You are going to see a lot of you're going to see an exodus again of a lot of these stars that just came back because Vince McMahon does not like them and doesn't want them. If that happens, or they, I think Triple H leaves with his wife. Yeah. I think Shawn Michaels leaves NXT. Um, I think you're going to start seeing a lot of these big stars not resign if Vince yeah. McMahon gets control again. Kevin Owens and, and Sami Zayn's contracts are coming up. That would be interesting with them, too. Um, yeah. I, I mean, you've got with your cat with Roman Reigns right now. He's going part-time. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a rumor they're going to split the belts up uh, before okay. WrestleMania. So, And if they do that, then you're probably going to look at either Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes for the title. If The Rock okay. doesn't come back, if The Rock comes back, then obviously it's going to be uh, him versus Roman. And then the other belt would be Cody versus either Seth or Drew McIntyre. That's what I've read and I've heard so far. Uh, but I yeah. did read the sale to Saudi. It's, it's a no-go right now. But Saudi Arabia is pushing to buy them. And a lot of the a lot of the wrestlers do not like that, and I think you're going to see a lot of wrestlers go if that does happen. I think so too. So, I, I think a, AEW is in a prime prime position right now if that does happen, because I, yeah. I think WWE starts going downhill big time. I agree. I agree. We'll see what happens, but yeah, this is could be dark days for wrestling ahead. Um, well, the other rumors I had heard was I, I had heard the same thing that you had heard, that they're going to split up the titles, but that Sami Zayn is going to take one of the titles and be on be the SmackDown champion, and that Cody Rhodes would take the other one. That uh, possibly... I don't think, I don't think they'll, they're not going to put the title on, on Sami Zayn. They won't okay. put the WWE title on him. Not right now. Why? Okay. You're going. You're going into the biggest pay per view of the year, right? Sami Zayn doesn't carry the name to create a big magic moment at WrestleMania right now. I think what they're going to yeah. do is I. I think they're going to create the split, and you're going to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn take on the Usos for the titles. That's where you're going to see okay. Sami Zayn become a champion, not the WWE title. I think that's how it's going to play out, but things can always change. And and the WWE's kind of they're smart, but they're very fucking predictable. Like they have a yeah. lot of these matches pre-booked, like before Survivor Series, on what they're going to do. 
and yeah. you can kind of start to see the storylines start to move from there, and you'll hear rumors, oh, they're trying to get this person and this person to come back and all this stuff. We all, we all knew Cody Rhodes, they were going to do a WrestleMania moment for him to win the title. That's still in the cards yeah. for that to happen. Uh, when he came back, it was such a big moment for WWE um, that they want to capitalize it on again. And now it's the perfect time with him coming back from an injury. Now would be the time to put the title on him and let somebody else take the reins. Um, yeah. No pun intended. Take the reins. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> take the reins from Roman Reigns, baby. Uh, um. <laughs> but yeah, other other big wrestling news last night on uh, AEW. Adam Cole, baby, he came back. That was interesting. That was a big spark for them because uh, it seemed like AEW was starting to come become dull and and I, I don't know. MJF stick is just not catching on like like they wanted to right now. I I think they were a little late on on putting him the uh, the title on him. And it, it yeah. just seems like it's not going well right now. But he's still a great fucking talker, but I, I don't think it's it's going as well as they want it. Yeah. All right, so one thing I need to uh, talk about on this uh, show, because we are getting some heat on a tweet that I made. Um, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But I think Josh and Joe, you guys would agree with me on this one. I am not one. Josh, you've known me. Joe, you've known me for a number of years. I am usually not one to defend actions when they kill someone when I don't feel that it's justified. Um, George Floyd, uh, you know, a couple other instances, I was not on board with their excessive force. There's a new video circulating of a man, Keenan Anderson, um, who was killed by the LAPD. There's a short video that shows him being restrained on the ground and saying, you know, help me, blah, blah, you know, this is a George Floyd situation and him getting tased. Okay, that's the short video. The long video, which shows officers arriving at the scene, and showing him running around acting erratically while the officer remains extremely composed for the better part of seven minutes, eight minutes or so, is the full video. I I think it's tragic that he died, but they used a non-lethal or a less lethal weapon in a taser, and he was acting extremely erratic to the point where it looked like he was on drugs. He didn't know. He he kept running out into the middle of the street. He kept saying, people are trying to kill me. Um, he basically, he caused an accident. Cocaine and other drugs were found in his blood system. Um, and the headlines are, man is killed by LAPD after calling police for help. Very misleading. And it's not true at all. Well, that's that's the media. They, they want they want it to. That's the that's that's the biggest issue in America right now. You have a headline like yeah. that, and it doesn't 
reveal the real truth. It's just clickbait for somebody to get on there, to read the story, and get angry. That's exactly what they're trying to do is get people angry so they can cause more people to, to read their story and get clicks. And they make more yeah. money because of that, which is bullshit. And, and like you said, showing a clip it of the video, that's, that's wrong too. That doesn't paint the whole picture of what really happened. Is it tragic that somebody lost their lives? Uh, absolutely. I haven't seen the video. Yeah. I, can't, I can't put my opinion on if it's justified, if it's not justified. So, and, and like you, I 100% agree, agree with everybody in America. I, I think 99, I'm not going to say 100%, I think 99% of people completely agreed with how George Floyd was. There was no disputing that police murder. Other other mm-hmm. killings, I mean, you you gotta. It's like a fifty fifty. Like, can I see it? Yes. Do I see? Could have been handled differently. Yes. Is it justified? I don't know. I wasn't in that situation. I'm not a police officer. I I I don't want to be a police officer because I don't want to make a split second decision. It's either my life or yeah. somebody else's life. It's not me. So. Uh, I'll watch the video and I can give my opinion on Monday show on it. Yeah. Um, I texted you guys both, Scott and Joe, the the full video from where the officer is arriving on a motorcycle. And when, you know, the man is coming up, watch it for yourselves. Me watching it, he's on on drugs. And I'm not – I'm sitting here to our audience. I'm not sitting here saying he deserved to die. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, why didn't he just listen to the cops? I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is the headlines and the news surrounding this story about another police officer killing a black man and when basically is, saying happen? that. I, I think recently, because I just started seeing it today. So it was okay. yesterday. So there's or, no riots yet. Or, it that, must not be it that. must not be that big of a deal because there's no riots. I haven't heard anything yet. Not yet, but you know, a lot of the the, the thing is is you know, and here's the thing: Earl Weber, who happens to be African American, is the one that tweeted the full video, and he's a he's a documentary film producer, director of photography, won a Sundance Award. Um, he's an Oscar-winning cinematographer. Uh, he's he's kind of you know he's a little bit um, in the middle. He's democratic, but he also sees things for the way that they are. And I I have a lot of respect for him pointing out things. Um, but what what uh, race was the guy that got killed? Black. Yeah, then yeah, there should definitely been more on it because a lot of, a lot of the deaths that happened with cops and black people seem to hit the news yeah. a lot quicker than than uh, a cop killing a white person or an Asian person or a Mexican person uh, or Dominican person or anything like that. So, yeah, I just I, you know I don't know I, I I've seen this all over Twitter. Not sure why it's not getting more national coverage. Maybe it's not getting more national coverage because it turned out that he was on drugs. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's why, because it's hard to spin 
Um, it's hard to spin when um, there's shit that's you know that he shouldn't have been doing. They said that. Yeah, he, I mean, here, here's the thing. Let me let me explain this to our audience. I know we're running a little over. He was tased. Okay, they held him. They they were trying to restrain him. He kept fighting. They tased him. He died of cardiac arrest, okay? They are trying to pin it on the police officers that the tasing led to him going into cardiac arrest. There was cocaine and cannabis found in his bloodstream. Could cocaine well, I mean, not cause so here's, yeah, cardiac arrest? I, I think you're right. There, the Main Street media hasn't really reported on it. I'm looking at CNN's website right now, and I do not see it at all. Like, oh, it makes sense. Oh, no, nope. means. Huh? No, I don't. I did. I checked Fox News. I didn't see any. I don't see any on CNN. Well, yeah. The only thing that pops up on CNN right now is something about CDC IDs possible issue with Pfizer's updated COVID vaccine. Well, well, let's ah. see. There's a there's a reason that it hasn't been reported. There's no major elections coming. No, very true. Too. There's no major election, so unfortunately, the news doesn't want to make it a big deal anymore until election time. Um, they try to set, you know, put this wedge in between the country, you know, and even though it's it's not true. Now, uh, you know, Lou, like you said, I sat here and watched the video, like. Is it a shame that somebody died? Yes. Yeah. But it's like somebody give me a realistic answer to the problem. Well, what is the problem? The problem is not police officers running up and and gunning down people because, let's be honest, if that was happening, there would be a lot more deaths per interactions with police officers than there are. Okay. But then people are like, oh, well, police officers should be trained in mental health and, and crisis intervention. No. That's not the police officer's job. The, the police officer's job is to enforce the law, to serve and protect. Like, the minute you start asking someone to do 50 people's jobs, things get uglier. Mm. Oh, he's trying to steal a car, huh? too. Yeah, I think well, he was that, trying to steal a was, car. That's what was being reported. Then he was saying someone's trying to kill him. I, I personally think he was just high on – I think he was high. And he didn't know what the fuck was happening. And he was out of it. And okay. um, that's it. Well, and, and uh, unfortunately, you know, the police officers are not going to get – they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. So if they go yeah. in, uh, if they go in and he's resisting and everything, and they use uh, le- you know non-lethal, fo- um, you know non-lethal or or lower. Oh wait, they did, and something happens, yeah. and they're st- they're still at fault. If they don't do anything, yeah. and then he runs off and kills somebody, then the then they go, oh my god, the police officer should have done something. They're so negligent. They don't fucking do with their job. They can't fucking win. So, 
real quick, I want to point this out to our listeners and anybody who might have a problem with what's being said about Keenan Anderson. Again, I'm not, I am not celebrating that he's dead. I am just trying to bring some context to what happened. When he was asking for help, he was saying they're trying to George Floyd me, that, that um, Anderson said that the police officers were just actors, uh, they weren't real, and he keeps repeatedly, repeatedly shouting CeeLo, um, they're not police. They're trying to sedate me. I know too much. They're trying to sedate me. And he died of cardiac arrest four and a half hours later. Four and a half hours later. Let's look at cocaine. What are some of the side effects, especially for someone that maybe doesn't use it very often or maybe took too much? Elevated heart rate, rise in body temperature, anxiety, panic feelings, which is what he was but delirium and paranoia sounds like fucking hit the fucking nail on the head there. Uh, asking for help. They're trying to kill me. I know too much. And the way he was just walking around, I, I had a stunt today. Uh, I, I don't know what's happening. There was, you know, watch the video, Josh, but all these signs look like a cocaine overdose. And it doesn't surprise me. I, my feeling is this, guys, and you might disagree with me. I was, I don't have a lot so of was, was it uh, now was was it did they come out and say anything? It was just cocaine, or was it laced with something? Because any more it was a cocaine. Lot of the cocaine is being cut with fentanyl. Yeah, well, cocaine. I, it, just, it said cocaine and cannabis are found in his system. Also, so no fentanyl. Overdosing it. I don't know. It doesn't say. But it's overdosing on cocaine can also lead to complications, including heart attack, seizure, and stroke. He died of a heart attack four and a half hours later. If he was going to die of a heart attack from the, from the fucking taser, it would have happened immediately. It wouldn't have happened almost five hours later. That, to me, no. means he overdosed on cocaine, and they're trying to pin it yeah. on the police, and, the, and all the information isn't being released. No, I mean, even, even, I mean, there might have been a reaction from the taser, from tasing somebody, the electricity, and on top of the cocaine, that could be okay. a possibility. But it's not the police officer's fault at that point. I no. mean, the cop told him multiple times, I'm going to tase you, I'm going to tase you, stop, 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 I'm going to tase you, I'm going to tase you, and well, he didn't stop. Even, even a, a healthy, not-on-drugs <laughs> person... When they get tased, you know, there is a chance that it could knock the rhythm of your heartbeat out, you know, and yep. cause yeah. cardiac arrest. There's that chance. But, again, give me an answer. Like, you don't want them to use lethal force. Now we're using non-lethal force. I mean, the next step is we're going to be upset that police officers are using too much harsh language. Oh, you know what we're going to live in? It's going to be like the cops in Demolition Man. They're going to be reading from a electronic thing. Yeah, exactly. They're going to be all about that. We don't use any kind of force. We're going to Demolition Man in a hurry. Good evening. Well, but we can't even use Demolition Man because the uh, the wands they used were – they, like, knocked you out. Shit, somebody's going to have a brain problem with that. Like, uh, There's no so, fucking – 
Here's the, here's the easy fucking answer. Here's the solution. You ready? You ready? Quit breaking the fucking wall. Asshole. That's what you got to – wait, what is that from A uh, Liar Liar where Jim Carrey's like, stop breaking the law, asshole? Right. <laughs> right. That's, you, you know what? That, that's what he just said. That's what racist people say all the time. Just don't break the law, racist motherfucker. Well, here's the thing, though, real quick, and then we're going to end the show. But Josh and Joe – I got one thing we before we end the show. Look, I got to hear this, though. We literally watched – a video where a, a white kid was in his fucking car oh. eating McDonald's and the officer snuck up on him, ripped the door open and then shot at him. And that got like no media attention whatsoever, like none. And the officer was way wrong in that scenario. hundred Yeah. Wrong. He should have been fired and then in, right in away. Prison. Yeah. Yeah. But here, I, I saw it. The guy was like, the officer was like, sir, calm down. Huh? Can you sit down for me? Yeah. Sir, you're going into the street. Sir, 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 could you come, like, uh, come, come back here, buddy. Like, you're, you're going into the street. I can't have that. Like, you're going to get hit. And it was very calm. The guy, the guy was out of his mind. So, anyways, Josh, you said you wanted to hear something first before we ended the show. So, let, let me ask you guys this. You guys heard of the, the new – situation with Joe Biden, right? With the classified documents. They were secured. How how ironic is it that he just had Trump rated classified documents and, and he has the had sick. the Justice Department uh sicked on him sick the Department of Justice on Trump. Now that's coming out that he's got classified documents that they found. Yeah. Illegally obtained because he was the VP and is not allowed to have classified documents whatsoever. Uh, and now the DOJ is like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna put a special counsel together because they have to because they course. did it to Trump. How fucking hilarious is that? Well, I mean, first, I don't think that's true that the vice president can't have classified. It, no, it is. It is. Uh, it is very true. The only person that can take uh, classified documents out is the president himself. The vice president does not have that capability. Well, anyway, fast forward. I mean, for the record, they were secure. They were in his garage next to his car. Okay? Um, <laughs> so they were secure. My ass. Um, honestly, that, I would not be surprised. And, and the other honestly, kid I would up. not be surprised if the Democrats didn't release this information, um, you know, so that it gets out to prevent Biden from running in, Again. in the next election. Because right now they have to let him run. Like, he's the number one. Well, like that, And I think they have to release him because they know the Republicans are going to go after him in the House right now. They're going to they're going to go after the, the Biden family. So they had to release them because they knew they were going to get investigated, and it was going to come out either way. Yeah. So, and they knew about these documents since November second, like a week before the election, and they didn't bring it up because All they right, knew guys. that would hurt the Democrats. Well, it's, uh, that is, I, I think that Biden should get the same treatment. Um, honestly, if if Trump was raided and it was a, such a big deal that he took stuff. Shit down to Mar-a-Lago. You got to give him the 
But that's all the time we got. Uh, we'll be back at it on Monday. Hopefully Sam's finally feeling better for Monday. Uh, we'll be able to discuss all the happenings of Super Wild Card Weekend. And Josh, Joe, and I will either be really elated or extremely pissed off on Monday, depending on what happens Sunday night. So, um, all right, guys, good show. Uh, thank you, listeners, for tuning in, and we will be back at it on Monday. Thanks, guys. We cover all bases, basic, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our response is amazing.